0: Dear Boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I am down on haws, and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with. But it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha ha. The next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ear off and send it to the police officers just for a jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to get back to work right away, if I get a chance. Good luck yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Don't Mind me giving the trade name. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse it. No luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. Everyone remembers their first, their first love, their first kiss, their first encounter of learning about a serial killer in Victorian era England. No? (laughs) Just me? Oh. Well, I'm talking about Jack the Ripper, probably one of the most famed serial killers of all time, whose identity has never been revealed. I wonder what the Ripper might think knowing that he went... not to only influence other like-minded serial killers like the Yorkshire Yorkshire Ripper, but change media as we know it. Jack the Ripper starred in many forms of media, books, stories, songs and even shifted from being a terrifying nighttime stalker to a cartoon villain, which is where I was first introduced to this mysterious man with a taste for blood. Um, it might have been Scooby Doo or Batman. I can't really remember. But the point is, I wanted to know more about this man that was never caught. Okay, fast forward to where I had Google access. Fast forward to where I had access to Google. And I discovered that the cartoons definitely sugarcoated Jack the Ripper's crimes. For one, For one, for some reason, it never crossed my mind that Jack the Ripper was a murderer. It was another shock to the system finding out how brutal the killings actually were. Now, before we delve into this massive case, I do just want to say that I'm not going to be exploring all the suspects or all the theories and ideas that are centered around this case. And um, I'm not going to talk about that they may have discovered his identity 130 plus years later, mostly because the evidence isn't very solid and concrete and the suspects were never officially charged with the murders of these women. Um, I'm also not going to talk too much about the people who found these women because they aren't really relevant to the story and honestly it's a lot of names to remember and for now they aren't as important as the names of the victims okay Um, I'm also going to focus primarily on the victims without going into too much detail of their state and I say that but I feel like I do go into a little bit of detail of how they were killed and how they were found, so just if you're sensitive to that kind of content, maybe uh, not listen or maybe come back another time where I talk about not a bloodthirsty killer. Um, um, I'm also going to primarily focus on the story itself with one or two theories that I think is very interesting. And a little theory that is a little bit more on the mythical side. And of course I'll toss in my two cents and what I think. And with all that being said, let's explore the story of Jack the Ripper. Everyone loves a Friday and with good reason. It's the day that starts a well-deserved, peaceful and restful weekend. I'm sure the people of Whitechapel Whitechapel went to sleep the night before looking forward to the weekend. Possibly one Mary Ann Nichols was thinking the same thing before she closed her eyes. She just didn't know that she was going to close her eyes for the last time. In the early morning hours of Friday the 31st of August 1888, the west end of Bucks Row Whitechapel was disturbed to find the body of a woman. Her throat slashed and disemboweled, abandoned in a gateway where she was discovered at 3.40 a.m. Her body was still a little warm and the poor man who found her was struck with the idea that the killer could still be nearby. Whitechapel awoke to the news of a local woman found massacred on their streets. Police were called to investigate the scene, but forensic science is not the same. But forensic science at the time is nothing like we know now. So who could they sus- Who could they suspect? I'm sure they must have sus- <laughs> I'm sure they must have suspected the man who f- had found poor Mary Ann Nichols. Only half an hour before being slayed, but without sufficient evidence, the police had no suspects. I can't help but wonder what the people of Whitechapel were thinking. Whitechapel, an impoverished part of London, wasn't exactly the safest place to be in Victoria-era England. The streets were overpopulated with seedy bars, immigrants looking to change their lives, starving families, Ladies offering a good time with with gin being widely and easily available to everyone. Maybe crime was rampant because no one seemed affected by the vicious killings of a woman who walked their own streets late at night. Their thoughts perhaps changed a week later on the 8th of September when another familiar face that worked the streets of Whitechapel was found at 29 Hanbury Street. Annie Chapman was found in a disastrous state. Her throat was cut and her body badly mutilated. Cut and bruised. Cut and bruised. Her throat was cut and her body was badly mutilated. Cut and bruised and parts of her were missing. The police surgeon at the time told investigators that Annie Chapman's navel... The greater part of her bladder and her womb had been brutally and forcibly removed, and poor Annie had died from blood loss. This, however, gave the police their first real clue into this murder, and surmised that the killer must have anatomical knowledge and used these practices to remove organs from Annie Chapman. It also gave another theory. Mary Ann Nichols, who was killed the week before, Annie Chapman, were both in the same line of work. Both women were prostitutes. Is prostitutes a, a bad word? Okay, hang on, give me a second. Uh, 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 okay, it is a bad word. Um, <laughs> we will call them sex workers. Police began wondering if there was a connection or if it was just an eerie coincidence that both women were in the same line of work and both were murdered in the same matter. Whitechapel was starting to wonder the same thing. Was there a killer targeting sex workers or was it just different women affected by different circumstances where they happened to share the same fate? No one knew for sure a letter was handed over to Scotland Yard on the 29th of September 1888. Posted on the 25th of September and received by the Central News Agency on the 27th, the killer had made himself known as Jack the Ripper. And that first letter, uh, the police didn't take the note seriously so many were people so many people were playing tricks and hoaxes spreading rumors about these killings that i'm sure it was hard for police to keep their facts and evidence away from fiction i'm not sure if the dear boss letter was actually published or if it really was just a joke or if it really came from the killer but regardless of its origins um, it led to no concrete evidence It led to no concrete leads and I think it was disregarded as definitive evidence. For a short time, Whitechapel was on edge, going to bed every evening and wondering if another soul would be stolen during the night. With all the pranksters, jokers and rumours flying around, it was hard to decipher what was real and what was fake. With something Happening to someone else proved that there was a killer out there with a taste for sex workers or were these incidents more isolated than they thought a Few days had passed since the dear boss letter and the weekend was coming to an end in the early hours of Sunday morning on the 30th of September 1888 Elizabeth Stroud was plucked from the streets dragged into the dark where maybe her screams were heard by somewhere nearby At 1 a.m. Elizabeth Stride was found, bleeding from a gaping wound sliced hastily across her throat. The killer nowhere to be seen, but the woman had only been dead for a little over 30 minutes. Police were called to investigate the crime scene at Burner Street and again left with very little evidence or suspects. The investigators had a theory that the crime must have been interrupted because the wounds were given so quickly. The killer was interrupted and it seemed that Whitechapel, though losing another one of its residents, was safe once more. At least for about 45 minutes. (laughs) Another body had been found at Mardis Square. The woman so horribly mutilated that it was difficult to try and ID her at first. Her face and body had been slashed and stabbed in what seemed like to be a frustrated and frenzied attack. And even her ears and nose had been severed. And the police knew Jack the Ripper had struck for a second time in one awful night. There may have been a clue found the scene of Catherine... This woman was later identified to be Catherine Eddowes. And there may have been a clue found near the scene of Catherine Eddowes' murder. A piece of her apron and a letter written in chalk found nearby the scene that read, The Jews are men that will not be blamed for nothing. Uh, I think the police didn't really consider the letter as evidence, but they did consider the apron. And the police used this as evidence that Jack the Ripper may have tried to return back to the scene of the first murder of Elizabeth Stride. But with the area crawling in police, detectives and investigators, uh, it's really hard to believe that no one was able to see this killer. Maybe it was a way to divert the police's attention, a way to escape them. Um, It also left a few to wonder that maybe Jack the Ripper lived in one of the townhouses nearby and was just trying to get home. On the 1st of October, the Central News Agency received a postcard, and once again it was handed over to Scotland Yard for evidence. The problem was that because the post... The problem was that because the police were receiving so many fake letters, it was hard to consider that it could have been from Jack the Ripper. But this letter was different from the hoax letters. Not only did this letter have the same messy handwriting and awful spelling. You guys have to go and read this letter. The spelling is horrendous. Um, But it also had the details of the double killings before. Before it was news before news of the double killings were released. I was not cutting, dear boss, when I gave you the tip. You'll hear about Saucy Jackie's work tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squeal, sc- number one squealed a bit, couldn't finish straight off. had not the time to get ears off for police. Thanks for keeping the last letter back until I got back to work again. Jack the Ripper Now, before we move on, um, I just want to say that there was one more letter sent during this time. For a week straight from the 13th of October, the police began searching houses for clues that could link anyone to the murders and during this week-long search a man received a letter in a box with half a kidney half a human kidney and the letter claimed to be from hell and was signed by Jack the Ripper and even though the letter had similar handwriting to the previous ones uh, the spelling was worse than the previous ones As someone who's read it it was hardly hardly um, eligible and the grammar was horrible Uh, but even though there is no evidence to say that this for sure came from Jack the Ripper just like the other letters and it was later proved to be a prank orchestrated by a medical student it's a horrible horrible joke And I don't know what this poor man did to this medical student but it's very tasteless so Um, again a few days had passed since again a few days had passed but Whitechapel was far from peaceful the residents were terrified that Saucy Jack was waiting around them was waiting for them around buildings stalking the shadows ready to claim another life. A few weeks passed with no events. A few weeks with no events didn't seem to relax them until a screaming landlord's assistant called for police on the morning of November 9, 1888, a Friday. Mary Jane Kelly was found at home, the safest place she thought possible, laying on her bed covered in her own blood. Mary Jane Kelly suffered the worst of Jack the Ripper's attacks. She was butchered, slashed, and disemboweled. Parts of her body were placed carefully around her, like the killer was taking apart a toy to see how it worked, and she was almost decapitated. I guess it makes a, a little easier knowing that Jack slit Mary Jane's throat before she, he decided to cut into her. So there is a chance that she was already dead before Jack began his, and you, I don't know if you could see, but I'm doing, you can't see. I'm doing air quotes around work. But out of all of the victims, Mary Jane Kelly was killed in the most vicious and the most horrible way. And that was the last of Jack the Ripper's victims. I can't tell you exactly what is so fascinating about Jack the Ripper and the canonical five. Um, I don't know if it's the mystery or the murder that makes this case so compelling. I don't know if it's because Jack was never caught. Uh, There are so many theories that Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice in Wonderland, a prince, Queen Victoria's son, um, and even an interesting lead surface I think in an article from 2019 where they took DNA from a shawl belonging to Catherine Eddowes and they compared her d- descendants DNA to the DNA of the semen that was found on her shawl and compared that semen to the descendants semen uh, of a um, mentally ill barber that lived in the same area Um, but the DNA evidence wasn't conclusive and I don't think it was taken seriously and I think it was disregarded by scientists as not being uh, good enough or the theory itself was considered unpublishable. Um, While All the links and stuff were very interesting, like the barber to Catherine Eddowes. Uh, I don't know if I like this theory, just I feel like it's too easy or it's wrong to try and blame these murders on someone that they described as what a raging lunatic. Uh, Mental health wasn't taken very seriously there, so I kind of disregard this theory completely. Um, There is another popular theory, and this one is one of my favorites, and one that I found through an anime called Black Butler. And this theory is that Jack the Ripper could have been a woman. A midwife would have anatomical knowledge of a woman's body and the tools needed to do the dirty work, but there are other things to consider, like the strength of this midwife, would she be able to actually tackle and fight other women, Uh, would she be able to overpower them, would she be stronger than them, and while it's an extremely popular theory, there is no evidence to say that jack the ripper could be male or female but it is still one of my favorite theories Um, another one and this is the one that's a little bit out there but i kind of like it i love it Um, and this theory is that jack the ripper is a vampire (laughs) and that he hunted the streets of london it's a little bit wild but if you believe that there may have been up to 11 jack the ripper victims instead of the canonical five then i don't see why jackie couldn't have been a vamp looking for a snack um and while it's really fun to think about i don't know if it's real i don't know if vampires are real i would like vampires to be real but not if they're uh just killing random people i know that takes away from the fact of vampires but Anyway, (laughs) Um, forensics are so much different now, and I'm sure if anyone tried to reenact the Ripper killings, they wouldn't be able to vanish and disappear like Jack, and I think that's a good thing, Um, I don't think Jack is someone to make a hero, but I can understand the allure of him, but don't model yourself after him, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, Jack the Ripper was an anomaly in his time and in comparison to the serial killers we know now like Bundy, the Wimmerpan Killer, the Checkerboard Killer and the Night Stalker Jack Jack the Ripper's numbers are a little bit low but he's kind of like a gateway for so many people into the true crime world I mean... Batman made a movie about Jack the Ripper in 2018, where they offered another popular theory that Jack could have been a policeman, which is just one of many, many theories, but again, it's a very interesting theory. Um, And normally, if you're starting to get into true crime and serial killers, and you start reading about this stuff, normally Jack the Ripper is one of the first stories you read about, where you kind of like, oh, people are messed up, so that's what I mean by Jack is kind of like a gateway into the true crime world, Um, and it's so weird to think that even after all this time, Jack is still influencing media even the way that serial killers get a moniker in a way he kind of started that to name these killers something that makes them seem more terrifying than what they actually are and to think he gave it to himself maybe theory it's kind of interesting and So many people are writing stories about him, writing books about him, movies, TV shows. He's still making such a huge impact on the way that we think about serial killers and murderers. And it definitely adds to the fascination So yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for Magic Monsters and Myths. Um, I am still trying to figure out the setup, so please bear with me. But I'm so happy to be back and tell you stories that I spend way too much time thinking about. Uh, I post new episodes of Magic Monsters and Myths on the thirty Magic Monsters and myths on the 13th of every month so i would love to see you there for all i would love to see you there for the next episode uh, you can follow me on all social medias i am kera V G K E R A V G on all of the things um i'm really excited to be back it's friday the 13th so i'm gonna go watch a horror movie now it's a tradition in my household so I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're doing well. And I hope that next time I will have a better outro. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a magical day. Okay. Bye.